Hi, and welcome to another episode of Loli's Cafe. I'm Loli, and in this episode, we're going to talk about Queen of Divorce, episodes 7 and 8. There will be spoilers ahead, and we're going to get right to them. So I'm still not quite 100%. I think you can still hear my voice. It sounds stuffed up. I actually got sick again on Thursday, which I don't know what I had, but I had another fever, which went up to like almost 102. It was like 101.9 or something like that. So anyways, but hopefully today I felt better. We'll see. I don't get sick anymore. This is, it's been probably the longest I've been sick in a while, but, and I keep testing myself with COVID and it's not COVID. So in any case, Queen of Divorce, I think Noyo's song didn't disappoint us. I mean, he, right, like we thought he wants to get back together with Kim Sara. And Kim Sara, okay, that was not even a real kiss to Young. I felt actually almost sorry for him. I did feel sorry for him because, I mean, that was like a bit of a tease for everyone. So it was obvious that she was trying to get to Noyo's song. And it's interesting, right, because they have this kind of weird love-hate relationship. Obviously, they're not going to end together. I don't think they are. Unless if there's some really weird twist at the end. But obviously, she married him and she has feelings for him. And that's her baby daddy. So can't help but feel that way, I think. Now, the fact that she pretended to kiss Dong Jun just to make him, I don't know, go off the deep end or whatever, I think says a lot about how well she knows him and what she feels for him. And it's interesting because obviously... Dong Gijon really likes Kim Sara, but he just let her use him. That was just just his the way that he handles her is just to let her do what she wants. So that was a bit of a disappointment. And we'll see if their relationship progresses any more than that. We saw that she doesn't want her son to think that she left him at all for some Ajushi or some other guy, right? She doesn't want her son to feel like she abandoned him for another man, which is what the mom has been telling her son. No, your son's mama. And that lady, is she really a lawyer? I mean, her only like plan is to marry her son off. Now she's got another potential woman that he wants to marry him off to, which would be his third marriage. Like that's going to look great in I don't know how many years, especially after the recent marriage from Hanjian, right? So it's it's kind of weird. Like, that's her only game plan. It's like, you marry this person, which just seems ridiculous. So I'm like, is she really a lawyer? Like, what kind of strategies does she have? Why is it so weak? I don't know. But in any case, the, the last case I thought was with the assemblywoman. It was a little twist. Assemblywoman didn't want to get divorced. And her husband was part of this cult. And he's trying to divorce her so that he can actually donate the shares of his company to this cult slash church, and she won't be able to have a say. So the whole case about that, I think South Korea does have an issue with these cults and a lot of con people and people conning the elderly, whether it's through these fake investment firms or whether it's, you know, this cults that they have and these churches and I saw, I can't remember, it was an interview or something like that about someone who said, 
and they were South Korean, and they were basically saying that the reason that con people were so successful is because there's a lot of smart people in South Korea, so they don't feel like they're dumb enough to get conned. And so they're just like in denial. And even though everyone else is telling them like, hey, this is a con, like they won't see it because they couldn't possibly be dumb enough to fall for a con, even though it's not necessarily being smart or dumb. It's more of a, yeah, you're, you have a certain perception of something and that's how you view it. So it's fairly interesting how many like these weird churches they have that are slash very close to cults and things like that. And and you see that in the dramas. Some are like really disturbing. It's hard to watch sometimes, but it is something that that goes on there. Okay, so in, in any case, the case was also, I thought, just a tribute to adoptive mothers as well and just the love that the assembly woman had for her children even she wasn't their biological mom right and their biological mom had died and she still honored that and she was still with the kids and celebrating the mom's death anniversary it was just a really touching episode about you know like it doesn't have to be a blood relative for you to consider them family. I thought that was uh, just really, really well done. The assembly woman did, did a really good job just trying to figure out what was best for her kids. She didn't she didn't for a second not consider them her children, right? She was like, these are my kids. She didn't for a second not consider them her kids, right? She was like, this is these are my kids. This is how I need to protect them even though I don't have these parental rights to them. And they, they figure out a way to be able f- to have her divorce him and get custody of her kids through this law about the dad denying his son medical assistance because he was going to be cured by the pastor with the magical powers. Even though the pastor openly admits that he doesn't have those powers, right? They set up this whole thing. And you gotta love the fact that Jang Hijin, she actually didn't tell Noel Song everything. So she's supposed to be a mole. And she actually didn't tell Noel Song that, hey, they know that you were working with the pastor. She actually didn't tell him that. And there's really no way for Noel Song to know that she didn't know, right? So it's kind of interesting. She like kept that bit of information from him. And then she was all like playing. I love, I love how Kim said, I was like, yeah, just, just look like your normal self. Just, just look amazing. So I, I really loved how she just gave her that compliment because Jang Hee Jin just <laughs> does look amazing. But I really like that they were working together. And earlier in the episode, so maybe it was episode five, when Dong Gi Jun's in the hospital and there's all this kind of like caring for each other between Kim Sara and Dong Gi Jun, you definitely feel like this, this strange chemistry between them. But I don't know how, obviously their happy ending would be that they end up together. But I don't know that that's what's going to happen, especially with, Kim Sara and her son, right? She doesn't want her son to think that she left him for a guy. So it's going to be a while before she introduces some ajushi to him, right? Before she feels that she can actually introduce a guy to her son. So we'll see how, you know, they kind of... And that I was surprised that Noel Sung actually had... I guess Kim Sara actually never got hurt 
Dong Gijun getting betrayed by the prosecutor, his friend prosecutor, Park Jun Woo. I, I think we saw that coming, right? Like it was pretty obvious, which I don't really understand how he doesn't make copies. I, I guess he has to give him the phone because that's like the evidence. But it was also weird that he gave it to him in his apartment instead of at the office. Because I would think that it would be more official and there would be other people around if he gave it to him at the office with like the paralegals there. So I thought that was a misstep on Dong Jun, but I guess it's just kind of like moving the plot along because otherwise it doesn't make sense, right? Like, like, would you really give it to your friend at their house or would you wait to go into the office and like officially be like, yeah, here's some evidence that you need to investigate. And, you know, they have the investigator in the prosecutor's office and the paralegals and things like that, but... Okay, we're just going to gloss over that because it's just moving the plot along. Otherwise, you know, No Yo Sung will go down. And do we actually think that No Yo Sung didn't kill Naomi? And if he didn't do it, of course, it's the mom. Okay, like No Yo Sung's Oma definitely killed the mistress if it wasn't No Yo Sung. So I think that if it's not him, it's his mother because this lady is definitely cray cray and it seems like total something that she would totally do. So if he actually didn't do it, then it's definitely his mom, right? So he either set up, either Noyo Song is like some kind of genius and he set up like an alibi for himself, which kudos to him for doing that, or his mom did it, right? So we'll see which one it is. I'm guessing the mom, because the mom's psycho. And this lady, she plays a, a good evil person. <laughs> I have to say, I don't, I don't know if it's her voice is just like very high pitched. So we hear that in her. But yeah, I mean, and I think maybe Kim Sara will pretend to get back together with No Yul Song. I think we'll have that. Although it didn't look like that from the previews at all. But I'm guessing that she's going to have a twist like that somehow. It's, that's a guess. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's still up in the air. I know that he's definitely a baddie. Uh, but if he didn't kill her, and then maybe he didn't kill her mom. But yeah, that's one thing, right? Like, if he killed her mom, she's not forgiving that. It doesn't matter that he didn't kill Naomi. So we'll see what happens and, and how that all plays out. We have like a little side love story with Kwon Gi and Kang Bong. I, I like their little, I like how he's falling in love with her. I think it's very sweet. And does any... Oh, I actually fall in love with someone who takes down their hair. Is that even a thing? I, I think it's hilarious. Because I don't know anybody that, like, first of all, puts their hair tight in their mouth. I was like, is that a thing? I I always put my on my wrist and then I, like, pull up my hair and then I just drag it from the wrist right into my hair thing. I never put it in my mouth. And if I do take it out, I don't know that I ever shake my hair like that where I'm like, my head's leaning. Maybe I should try it. I'm I'm just kidding, guys. I just, we'll see. Maybe I'll try it on my husband, see if he falls in love with me again. But in any case, I thought that was hilarious. I like how they're setting that whole thing up. So so it'll be sweet. That's a, a nice, sweet, younger love that, that we have in the drama. And we'll see Jang Hee-jin. I think she, Noel Sung just needs to pay her money, more money. I think that's probably what will make her go back to giving him intel it's just like yeah money talks but i like how she's kind of feeling like she's part of the team and they're including her 
So I like that about about the drama because the drama is about, you know, these unconventional families and unconventional situations, right? And and I like it. I actually like that. It's a little bit more real than, although, you know, the fact that Kim Sera is like this awesome fighter. Okay, okay, maybe that's not that real. And of course, we have like a rich, evil guy. Okay, we get that. But I do like the side stories that we have about the spousal abuse. This last story with the step, with the adoptive mother, stepmom, really loving her kids and the whole cult thing. I... I really like the stories that they're giving us, kind of showing us women needing to get divorced in order for them to thrive. I I like that they're showing us that, not just like this fairy tale that we usually get with some of the K-dramas. So I hope you guys are enjoying the show. I can't wait to the next two episodes. We have four more episodes left, so it should go fast. It should be you know, right till episode 12. So should be two more weeks. Should be, should be pretty good. All right. I hope that you guys are liking it and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. Thank you.